0: I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. I am your host. Yeah, I am. Your sweet and lovable host, that is, of Bible News Radio. And, uh, hey, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I actually did. Wait, hold on. My hair is kind of fluffy. <laughs> hey, I was told to own this hair this weekend. I'll tell you a little bit more about that. In the event, you didn't see my, my impromptu episode yesterday. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the Social Power Summit held. The very first one in Nashville, Tennessee. With my good friend, Dr. Ikeena Finch. All I can tell you is that she had the pitch. She was that bat. The ball came. She swung the bat. And hit it it was a grand slam. The ball totally went to another world. <laughs> it was an awesome event, you guys. You guys I'm just saying, you guys, it was an awesome event. So, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And I'm going to hope and pray that you can like get involved and be a part of next year's Social Power Summit cuz it has been announced. Yeah, it has. It's been announced. She's doing it again, and you will want to be there, trust me. It was the best event, frankly, that I have ever gone to, in my opinion. And not just because I spoke on a panel, but because it really, truly was one of the best events I have ever gone to. What are you doing?
1: (laughs) I'm I'm trying to better light myself. I'm sitting here over here in the dark, and um, it just of the seasons I guess and not as much sunlight today and so
0: Are you on the camera?
1: Yes, I am. Okay But not anymore
0: Okay people I have a lot of news to cover I'm just saying I am so excited So in fact, I'm super excited about my business legal field this weekend, not only was I at the Social Power Summit, but the Legal Shield National Convention was down here in Nashville. I didn't get to go to it, but you know what? I just I just heard the big announcements that were announced at Legal Shield, and I'm telling you guys, if uh, if you're looking to make some extra money, then you wanna be on my Zoom call right after this show because they, they have actually just changed some stuff, and Christmas is coming, everybody needs some money, I want to tell you about Legal Shield, how you can get involved, how you can become on my team, and actually how uh we can grow together in this company. Because direct sales is where it's at, people. But Legal Shield, and now people can't see me, but anyway, Legal Shield is uh <laughs> Oh, there I am, is a, uh, uh it's an awesome company, you guys. Totally awesome. All right. So there it is. Okay, so give me a minute here to uh Share this out on my Bible News Radio page over to here, because you know what? Yeah, I, you know, I just found out, honestly, what Legal Shield's big announcements were, and I'm just like, oh my gosh.
1: Sorry about the camera. If you're already an associate
0: yeah, with Legal Shield, you guys, my team, we're going to talk, because uh, you guys can make more money now, because Legal Shield just gave us an opportunity to make more money eas- easier Not that it's hard, because it's really not that hard, Uh, but hold on just a minute. (laughs) So how was your guys this weekend? While I'm waiting for Facebook to load, on my end, I'll just say hi to some of you that are in here, Oddbar's in here, Christian and Diane and Paul and Stephen. you're here. How are you doing over there, Stephen? And did you, you, uh, farewell there? You're Okay. Well, you're okay. You're online, so that's a good thing. So you're not dead. That's good. We do have some news, unfortunately, coming out of that area. Uh, But uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, I have to get this thing switched over here. I don't know what it is with me and the snapping. (laughs) I don't snap well. All right, I'm going to go ahead here. I'm going to switch this over here. I'm going to go ahead and do that over there. Podcast listeners. Aren't you excited right now? Yeah, you are. You survived. Well, I'm glad, glad you survived. Okay. I am going to right here on air. That way people know we're on air. I I just found out that some people didn't even know we broadcast on Facebook, but that's okay. I learned, I'm just going to say this weekend at the social power summit. I learned a tremendous amount of information, and I have to tell you <clears throat> that uh, Dr. Akina Finch did an awesome job. Her and her whole team—they put on the first annual Social Power Summit, and this was the brochure. And I have to tell you that um, I was—I was so honored to be a part of the one of the panels, the promotion panel. But if you if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, then you probably saw pictures. If you go over to my Instagram, you can see a little bit of a clip of me. But B Smith, she uh, she she um seated, and uh, there was a lot of very powerful speakers. There was Uchendi, Noani, and Malcolm Reed who were awesome. They both spoke awesome. Uh, Demisha Wright, she gave a LinkedIn workshop. Speak, she gave a LinkedIn workshop. Awesome! I actually like LinkedIn now. After she mentioned it, uh, Carla Jones gave a Facebook workshop. So you know, you know how I've been targeted on Facebook because you know Facebook likes to do stupid stuff to you. Well, you know what? Now Bible News Radio is an ad, not a boost. That's because of Carla's teaching. Then, uh, uh, then, uh, then the Instagram workshop. Uh, Nalula, not Nal- did I say? I know I'm going to say somebody's name wrong. I'm sorry if I do. Anyway, that was really good. Uh, Nina Thomas, she did the YouTube workshop. Oh my gosh, I wish I had a million dollars. I would totally be paying for her her course. Dan Morris, uh, he was the the white guy panelist. And uh, he was on the Nashville panel, as was uh, Gina Waters-Miller and Patricia King Williams, who is actually related to BB uh, King, by the way, and Robert Cheryl, uh, Cheryl rather, they were on the Nashville panel and they they all rocked it. They all rocked it. I learned something new from everybody on that. Joyce Gilmer, she was on the promotions panel with me and uh, Rashonda Pratt, the Rose Show, live. Uh, those two were were on that panel with me, and I was just sitting there going, "Why am I up here?" <laughs> I seriously was thinking, why am why am I here? But uh, but I, I I shared some stuff and it was super cool. And then uh Sade Adu or Sade Why Adu was a content panelist with Malika Holloway, uh, um, Mina Dare I, Dare Dare <laughs> Dare. Sorry. And uh, Mina Daray and Samantha Pointer. All of them knocked it out, too. I mean, there was not one presentation. And look, I've gone to a lot of conferences. And I'm not just saying this, honestly, because I got to be a panelist. I What I'm telling you is that Dr. Ikena put together such a stellar panel of people who actually delivered. And it was there was no BS. Okay, we know what that stands for. There was nobody, like... Peacocking, like, look at me, I'm so great, you know, and there was a couple of millionaires in the room, by the way there was there was nobody in that room who was thinking that they're all that in a bag of chips. Everybody that came to this event delivered gold, in my opinion. The content that they they did I mean I've been in social media a long time. I don't know everything about social media, which is obvious, <laughs> but what I can tell you. Is that the old guard from social media marketing world, which has a gazillion people that go to it. They have the same boring old people at it every year. These people need to be seen at that. But you know what, Aikina, she saw a niche for uh, women of color in technology, primarily that was the main target. Um, to do an event that, you know, where people got noticed. And that's why she wanted me there, honestly, not because I'm a woman of color. I'm a woman of a light color. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Which everybody could tell. Uh But, you know, she wanted me there because she doesn't feel like I get the due, the, the, the due that I'm deserved, right? And so you, those of you who watch me, you guys appreciate what we do. But I tell you what, there's a lot of people that don't. And they don't value what we offer. And So Aikina, she just just did it. It was a hard event for her to put on. It was something that was a challenge. She wanted to give up a lot. She mentioned that. And I understand. I have done this show almost 15 years. And there have been a lot of times, Randall can tell you, where I've gone, why do I do this? What's the point of this? You know, this sucks. You know, really? I'm not getting paid enough for this headache, you know? (laughs) True story. But you know what? If you keep putting one foot in front of the other eventually you'll get fruit from your labor you know the bible says that we reap what we sow and i have to say that if you keep sowing and doing good that eventually you know your compensation will come and not and compensation isn't always money right compensation sometimes is just actually public acknowledgement that somebody actually appreciates the work that you do you know it's it's like hey here's here's a gift for you. You know what? All the speakers, I, I shared this, um, I shared this yesterday on the scope. All the speakers were given a, a special bracelet. And you know what? I'm going to be wearing this until this thing falls off me because it reminds me what I do is good, right? It makes a difference. <clears throat> and you guys should be proud to do what you're doing if it's upright if you're a scoundrel then you should get smacked for that but uh but if you're doing something right like god calls you to then you know then you should be honored for that and you should be respected for the work that you do as well as the person of integrity that you are i i honestly i'm just saying this i honestly have never felt like i belonged (laughs) someplace more than at that summit true story and the other thing is is i actually got the opportunity to meet Ikeena's mother and that was awesome just you know being able to meet her mom because it's not not very often unless you grow up with somebody you don't ever really get to meet their mother you know um and meeting her mom was uh it was uh, it was a joy it really was so uh randall randall did the the video why don't you share some of your experience bareface because you were there the whole time videotaping everything.
1: Sure. I thought I was a little bit like the, uh, you know, fly on the wall, only fly in the corner sort of thing. Uh,
0: There was one picture of you I found. Yeah. That somebody took. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You did get one.
1: um, Yeah, I was there not to videotape the event. You know, when I talked to Dr. A about doing this, I don't know how many months ago. You know, I asked her if she was looking at the live stream, and she said, no. I said, are you looking to just record it, you know, and sell the, you know, have the, the conference, you know, afterward? And I said, no. And I was saying that would be a little hard. I was expecting a, a multi-room kind of thing, simultaneous events. said, so, you know, I'm a I'm a single crew guy, single camera guy, single crew member. Um. Anyway, so the plan was and still is to capture it to create a sizzle reel that will show all y'all what you missed out on this year and to promote the event next year. And it is happening next year. It's the it.
0: Yeah, she announced it this morning. They're doing it.
1: So, and so you'll get a little bit of uh, insight onto what happened this weekend. But, yeah, um, it, was, it was difficult because I was partly paying attention to the content and then partly thinking about what are going to make some interesting shots. Um, I know you put up some of your stuff th- th- that you gave to me, and it's like, well, who's operating this camera? It's going all over, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't to capture the material. It was to look at different, interesting angles and going on. And I know. So,
0: so if you're on my Instagram and you see the one minute clip I put up, and and Aikina is introducing me, and then Randall's like going way over here and he's doing this and all that, and I, it's like it, that wasn't what he was supposed to be videotaping. Just so right. you
1: know. Yeah, you'll. You'll see. You'll, you'll go, all see.
0: You'll go, what the? What, how come he couldn't have done that?
1: <laughs> well, it comes together so. That was funny. But, but the thing is, you know, you want to look for those nuggets, you know, those golden nuggets that, and since you don't know the material, you're, you know, pretty much shooting the whole thing uh, and kind of listening for things. So, yeah, there's times I thought, I wish I had a notebook and I thought, well, I'm, I'm, capturing a lot of this on video so maybe uh as i'm scrubbing and it scrubbing through about seven hours of video to come up with five minutes worth of uh, sizzle reel you know I'll, I'll catch some of those things but yeah absolute fantastic content it was almost it was almost overwhelming it was encouraging but almost but overwhelming at the same time it's like well now here's a whole whole new youtube strategy here's a whole new facebook strategy here's a whole new linkedin strategy and it's like you know um you know whole new instagram strategy too right and it's like well when you know how much attention am i going to give to these you know i've heard things like concentrate on one social platform and have a presence with the others so but they all have so much potential, done right. If you follow the instructions of what was given over the weekend, that yeah, I, I just don't know where to start.
0: Yeah, well, start just by you know what I'm doing. Like I like one of the big takeaways I took, I uh, took away was instead of boosting my post on Facebook to use a Facebook ad. So some of you may be seeing a Bible News Radio ad. So I put that in play this morning on Facebook. It's just going to be running to promote Bible News Radio, which for some stinking reason, I never even thought of doing that. I always thought of just promoting a show. Oh, I'll just boost the show so people can know. But now I, I, I learned I should just be <laughs> running an ad to promote my show. There we go. So in the event that you are new to the show, let me just say really fast, I am Stacey Lynn Harp, your sweet and lovable host of Bible News Radio My audience called me sweet and lovable, if you're wondering, it wasn't my moniker, but it's odd how everywhere I go, people always say, I'm so sweet and lovable. Anyway, we've been doing this show close to 15 years. Uh, We started out as a podcast way back in 2005, and now we do this daily as a live stream show on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and of course, it's also on Twitter when you tweet it out as well, and of course, all archives are archived after the show on all these platforms. You can subscribe to our email list at BibleNewsRadio.com and if you want to be on my text message list, you can text the term Bible News to 33222. Okay? And I would encourage you to do that. Be on my text message list first by texting Bible News to 33222. All right, That's double
1: three, triple two.
0: That's right. And... And what we do, if you're new, is what we do is we, couple, we cover the news from a biblical worldview. So I talk a lot about political issues, biblical issues, and we look at it from a biblical worldview, which means that I look at what the Bible says about it, and then we teach people how to be a disciple and act like a Christian in the world that we are called to minister to. That's what we're here for. We are aliens in a foreign land, people. And we do talk about some bizarre stuff, you know? Anyway, so that's a little bit about who we are. Uh, Randall is my husband of 26 delightful
1: years. (laughs) Good save.
0: He actually shaved his beard off in case you're wondering why he looks different. He had a beard on the weekend. Uh, But he's so much more fun to kiss now, just saying. And I kissed him that a lot. That was a prime this weekend, motivator. Actually, I uh, kissed him quite a bit this week. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I have to say that I love my man. <laughs> yeah, I do. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the news. Okay, so this first story <clears throat> Facebook knows 52,000 things about you, at least, according to Kim Commando on her website. <clears throat> this, this is a website that. Uh, uh, Kim Commando, if you don't know who she is, she's America's digital goddess, and she gives advice you can trust. At least that's what she says. <sighs> Grover is barking at somebody or something. I don't know what. Yeah. Anyway, fifty Facebook's 52,000 data points on each person reveals something shocking about its future.
1: I can go check it out.
0: Okay. Says here, have you ever wondered how much Facebook knows about you? Hmm, have you? Given all the information you have willingly provided along with the stuff you have you have not, but it gained access to anyway, it's quite a bit. For years, most of us never really concerned ourselves with that fact. Rather, we just kind of looked the other way as we enjoyed the benefits. <laughs> I'm so irritated right now, just, so you know. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to go like this to my dog and hold his face, just so you know. It's so irritating. Anyway, do you know? Do you know like how hard it is to do a show when you get distracted by external sources like a dog? Anyway, it says here, um, for years, most of us never really concerned ourselves with that fact. Rather, we just look kind of looked to look the other way. As we enjoyed the benefits of staying connected with friends, families, and even businesses. That's all changed, of course, but it doesn't mean Facebook has done it about face as well. No, it doesn't. Don't be tricked for a second that Facebook really cares about you that much, because they don't. No, while the site says it's focusing more on privacy and user experience, it still wants to lear- keep learning about us. The reasons vary, and how you feel about them may vary well depend on how you feel about Facebook as a whole, but really they are collecting a lot of data. When it comes to what Facebook knows about us, Kim put it pretty nicely, if it sometimes seems like Facebook knows you personally, that's because it does. It has algorithms that track what you like, watch, and click on, and then it passes that information on to Facebook advertisers. Free to users, Facebook makes its money off of advertising, which is improved or at least more valuable to companies with it knowing more about each of its users. But it's the one thing to just assume Facebook has a lot of data on us, and it's another to know exactly how much. And when totaled, Facebook can classify roughly roughly 52,000 traits on each of its users. Did you even realize you had 52,000 traits? They did. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so that's that's basically the gist of that article. Uh, and I don't know if it bothers you. I mean, the article ends by saying you can go ahead and delete Facebook. But honestly, even if you delete Facebook, uh, you know, and you decide to go back, all that stuff's going to be there. And they already have the info on you. So you're pretty much, uh, you know, you are known by Facebook. So I don't know, bare face. What do you think? Do you think that fifty-two thousand things that they can know about you? Fifty-two
1: uh, thousand. Depends on how you count them, but I believe it. Um, you know, it could be you know fifty-two thousand things when it comes to if you think about uh, the music that you like, the type of ads you click on, the the specific ads that you've clicked on, or you looked at for you know the the you know as you're scrolling up these posts, even whether or not you click on a video or click to hear the sound, I'm sure they know at what point you pause to look at something to read and, you know, what's on the screen. Blah, blah. And if, if you add all those things up, certainly, and probably more than fifty, fifty-two thousand. 52,000. And, you know, is a, I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook. As a user, I hate it. As a marketer, I love, love it. Love it, right. Because of those 52,000 things, you can really... Uh, target advertising and for relatively cheap.
0: Well, and speaking of that, yes, uh, one of the things that Carla Jones talked about at the uh, the Social Power Summit because she, she led the Facebook workshop, she was talking about how Facebook ads are under underutilized by most people. Well, uh, Melanie asked earlier, how much does it cost to do a Facebook ad? It costs as much as you want to spend, basically. But the way Carla uh, kind of addressed it was she said, you know, how many... You know, how much money would it cost you to literally send a physical letter to somebody? I think postage is 49 cents now a stamp. So like for a dollar, you can reach two people if you just do it that way and just do it the old fashioned way. But on Facebook for a dollar, you can reach like three or 400 people or something like that, depending on, you know, who it is. So what would you rather do? I mean, what's wiser? If I'm going to spend $1, then I'm going to, I want to hit hundreds of people as opposed to two people in the old trish, traditional way. So that's why Facebook marketing is actually, um, it's better. And you can, yeah, literally, you can literally target, like, like I targeted shows similar to mine in my mm-hmm. Facebook ads so that people who see those shows will now see Bible News Radio
1: and it, and it, of course it depends upon the uh, you know the particular industry and all that if you read all the trade blogs and the like you'll tell you that direct mail advertising is still very valid and but it depends upon you know your market and your particular industry you know um you know auto repair and dentists typically tend to do well with direct mail uh advertising uh still works really well um uh, but you know other things certainly if you're some sort of an e-tailer or something like that <laughs> direct mail kind of a waste of money uh you know uh, face... i would never
0: send anything in direct mail myself yeah
1: so you know it depends upon your market and your industry but certainly yeah when it comes to for so many businesses even those uh even though they may be localized like some sort of uh a gift shop, a boutique, they can do very well with uh, Facebook ads, and this isn't this is not a business show, so uh, I'll we'll go on about that. But
0: but we might do a business show yeah. soon. So the other thing uh, I wanted to share with you is there's an article out here over on uh, um, Commando. com, which is Kim's website. She also talked about uh, how Costco, there is a new Costco phone scam. Going around. And I thought uh, probably a lot of you were probably members of Costco or at least Sam's Club. Uh, this this specifically is targeted towards Costco. Um, I just want to alert you guys to it in the event you are. <clears throat> Put a one or something in the chat box in Periscope if you're, if you're a Costco member. I am. I, I don't actually ever go. I just shop online for my dad's underwear. Just so you know. Yeah. Anyway, it says here, criminals come up with some pretty sneaky ways to rip us off. You'd think... Eventually, they would run out of ideas, but unfortunately, that doesn't appear to be the case. No, it isn't. Uh, There's no sign of them letting up anytime soon. Many times, crafty crooks will take a version of an old scam and tweak it enough to make it seem new. And part of the reason I'm sharing this with you is because if you're not yet an identity theft subscriber, if you're not yet protecting your ID with ID shield uh, with me, then you should, because these things are happening all the time. Listen to this. So Kim says that's that's actually happening right now. A new twist on an old-school phone scam is tricking people all across the country and costing victims tons of money. Costco impersonators are searching for victims. A California police department put out a scam alert this week. It's warning everyone that criminals are calling people and pretending to be representatives from the big-box retailer Costco. What's happening is that the caller offers you a $500 Costco travel credit or Costco cash card for just taking a brief survey. During the survey, you're asked for a bunch of personal information. The problem is that they aren't actual Costco representatives, and it's a scam. If you fall for it and give out your information, the scammers use it to commit identity theft. And And it's not just going around California. It's across all of America. The thieves are thought to be based in California, but are using spoofing technology that makes the incoming calls look like it's from your, your city, no matter where you're living in the country. So how do you outsmart phone scammers? Uh, first thing you can do if you receive a scam phone call is report it to the FTC. This will help shut down any ongoing phone scams. You can call the FTC, also known as the Federal Trade Commission. <coughs> Uh, at one eight seven seven three eight two four three five seven. Yeah, here we go, people. I got I got to take a drink. <clears throat> anyway, the other thing you can do is not answer the phone, which you know it always comes up scam likely on my phone. Um, so you can not answer. You can block unknown callers, which I happen to do a lot. You can hang up. Uh, or you can use these blocking apps, which I didn't even know existed. There's one called no Robo. There's one called Truecaller. And there's one called Hiya, H-I-Y-A. And I actually just downloaded Truecaller. And so now I actually have that on my phone. So that will be super cool to be able to do that. So just be aware that Costco has some scammers. Again, people are trying to always get your identity. And remember, your identity... You know, when people are stealing your identity, it's not necessarily just for money. It's for other stuff.
1: It's for other people's money. Right. They can use your identity to get someone else's money uh, th- through credit, you know, credit fraud, and things like that. The only problem is you're on the hook. For yes. That, that they may not be after your money. They're just after your identity to get money from somebody else. Yes. And then you'll be on the hook for that money.
0: And just a reminder, here's some of your your common types of identity theft. Include tax return stuff, medical claims, social security claims, your credit, your driver's license, your criminal character, and all that. And when your identity is stolen, you are guilty, people, until proven innocent. But if you get ID shield, which you should... We will monitor your credit score, your social security number, your passport, driver's license, medical ID cards, all your health insurance stuff, emails up to ten of them, your loans, up to ten credit cards, ten bank accounts, all the black market websites surveillance, social media, and we'll give you also ID Shield Vault as a password manager. Um, and really, you 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 know the Bible says that uh, that. That wise people do smart stuff, basically, <laughs> and fools don't. Uh, don't be foolish. I mean, we're giving you a solution, people, and it's only nine ninety five a month for, uh, you know, for an individual.
1: Nine dollars and ninety five cents.
0: Yes, and we provide comprehensive restoration. A licensed private investigator will. Do whatever it takes, as long as it takes, to restore your identity to its pre-theft status. In the event something does happen, and we give a five million dollar guarantee, so that's pretty confident, right? And after the show, I'm going to set up a Zoom meeting. I'm going to tweet out the Zoom link, and I'm going to do a, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Legal Shield and ID Shield, how you can get involved, and I really want to talk to those of you who want to make some money and you want to protect and serve people, because that's what this company is about. Um, I was talking to somebody last week and they're like, yep, I'm going to do it. And they're signing up soon to be an associate with me because they see the value in it. You know, it's not just about protecting your ID, but with Legal Shield, you get your will, all your estate stuff, unlimited access to attorneys. You know, a lot of people are walking around feeling helpless and like they don't know what to do. They don't know where to get the help. With Legal Shield, you guys got an attorney. You got a whole firm in the palm of your hand. At your access, whenever you need it, and it's only twenty four ninety five a month. It's affordable for everybody, and that's it's that way on purpose. So, I'm gonna tweet that link out after the show, and we'll talk to whoever shows up. But you're definitely invited to come come and hear more about that. All right. The other thing I want to let you know is that um, I want to read you this new this uh, email. It's actually not an email. It's a a letter that went to the editor of a newspaper um, because I just wanted to show you the what some people think. And it's titled, Old Testament is the Root of Anti-Gay Bigotry and Hate. No, it's not. <laughs> you thought I was going to say, yeah, it is, but no, it's not. Uh, this is over on the SL Trib, the Salt Lake Tribune website. And it's a letter, I don't think it says who it's from. Oh, it's from somebody named Ted Odinger, who lives in Taylorsville. So don't be writing him any letters for what he just said, but this is ignorance on fire. He writes here, While I applaud the Alliance of Faith Leaders meeting to help lessen the number of suicides in Utah, it should be noted that the Old Testament, followed by Christians, Jews, and Muslims, teaches that gay sex is evil and should be punished. Getting rid of the Old Testament, which was written long before there were Christians, Jews, and Muslims, would be a major step away from bigotry and hate. There's so many things wrong with that comment, but I thought I'd just share it to you because, you know, I don't know. Randall, what do you you think when you read it? Because I know you read it right before the show.
1: Well, he's definitely right that the Old Testament was written long before there were, christians and muslims
0: but not jews yeah i know like me i'm jewish
1: yeah yeah um i mean there were there were parts of it well well, i don't know i mean parts of it precede uh jewish history per se as jews but it's pretty widely accepted that the first five books of the old testament the pentateuch um You know, the books of the law, the Torah, were written by Moses, who is, you know, comes long after Abraham, after Abraham. And so, yeah, I wouldn't say it was written long before there were Jews. It was written long after there were Jews, beginning with Abraham. But um, somehow getting rid of it wouldn't be a major step away from bigotry and hate. That would be... That would be a manifestation of bigotry and hate to to detry, to try just destroy the Old Testament. Uh, Mr. Oettinger wouldn't be the first person to try to do that. The Bible has a long history of opponents and attackers and people that would destroy it, and still it survives. Um, first, I think it would be impossible to get rid of the Old Testament, because so many would try it throughout the ages, throughout the millennia, and still it survives but that in itself would be an action of bigotry and hate to get rid of this book i hate this book yeah and i don't like what it says and so yeah it wouldn't be a major step away from bigotry and hate it would be just another kind of bigotry and hate yeah that's my thoughts on it
0: well and it while where it is true that the muslims want homosexuals dead today christians don't Right. and and that that irritates me I don't know what the Jews stands on it but I don't think Jews are going around trying to kill anybody they're too they're too busy trying to save their their lives because of all the anti-Semitism in the world because uh, the devil doesn't like them or us because I'm Jewish as you all know I unveiled my Jewishness a year ago yep one year ago this year just so you know mm-hmm Speaking of that, I should also remind you, Ariel Ministries, Messianic Jewish Ministry of Dr. Arnold G. Fruchtenbaum, is uh, our sponsor, and you guys can go and you can save 20% on anything in the bookstore there. Uh, And if you'd like to get uh, the highlighted book, Israel Betrayed, you can use the coupon code BibleNews and save 20% on it. Uh, This is the only place Ariel gives a discount to my knowledge. Uh, so you can do that, and you can also download the Rapture of the Church Bible Study by going to my website, BibleNewsRadio.com, right there at the top of the page. All you do is got to click in there, put in your email address, download that free Bible study on the Rapture of the Church, one of the best ones out there, and, uh, and get, that, get that for you. Get, put it in your library and read it and study it. And also, within a couple of weeks here, uh, we are going to Oklahoma for the Prophecy Watchers Conference. We're still looking to raise about $700 to help cover the costs of that trip. Uh, so if any of you can go ahead and help us get there without going into further debt, we would really appreciate it. You can donate at BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. And just donate and say, hey, you know what? We want you to go and get that information there and get it back to us and not have to worry about... Going into debt. Remember, this is a listener sponsored show as well as uh, our one sponsor show, <laughs> which is uh, Ariel Ministries. So we need your help. We're not bringing in a million dollars a year. Uh, I have no intention of ever doing that, but um, you know we could use your help if you haven't donated in a long time. now would be a good time. All right <clears throat> Also, I should let you know that there is an article about Christian persecution, and I wanted to kind of talk about that today. And I will as soon as my computer will let me uh, flip the page on my screen because it's got the spinning beach ball of death. I don't know what it is. There it is. Okay, so this comes out of the UK on the Express UK website. Titled Christianity Crackdown, (laughs) Government Destroys 7,000 Crosses and Burns Bibles. The Chinese government's crackdown on Christianity has intensified in Henan province, where over seven thousand crosses—hi, Lisa—and uh, where seven thousand crosses have been destroyed by local authorities. All right, it says here, persecution watchdog International Christian Concern has revealed authorities have demolished crosses, burned Bibles, raided Christian homes to remove religious symbols arrested church members, and seized churches. Chinese Communist Party crackdowns in Henan Province escalated after the revised regulations on religious affairs were published last February. Under new religious regulations introduced in February, churches have to be officially registered in the state and adhere to the rules set by Chinese authorities. However, the ICC reported that even government-sanctioned churches in Henan could not escape being destroyed. Which, that tells you a whole lot, by the way. If you're in a state-run church, which is what the government-state-run churches there in China are, they dictate what they can talk about from the pulpit. And evangelism and leading people to Jesus is one of those things that they don't like. Because when somebody bows the knee to Christ... They're not bowing the knee to the communist dictator. And that's how communist countries are run under communist dictators, right? So uh, it says here Henan province uh, has one of the largest Christian populations in China, with several million living in the region, including approximately 300,000 Catholics. In March, footage emerged of Communist Party officials using a crane to rip across off an iconic Catholic church uh, in that province. The shocking footage shared on Twitter by one of the priests witnessing the act showed the moment when local Communist Party chiefs used a crane to remove the last cross standing on top of the Sheng Catholic Church South Cathedral. President, whatever his name is, government, has ramped up pressure on Christians across the country. And uh, it says here, Last month, police stormed a summer camp in the northern Gansu province, where eighty children between the ages of ten to fourteen were staying, Catholic News Agency UCAN claimed that police or the police accused the two summer camp organizers of holding illegal Christian events. Charity Open Doors said scores of Christians have been detained and sent to re education camps in the first few months of twenty eighteen. They were being taught to be loyal to communist ideology instead of religion. Unofficial figures suggest there could be as many as 85,000 people detained in re-education camps. Now, just to give give you an idea of how many people 85,000 people is, I live in a city of approximately 41,000 people. So, the approximate people that's being held here in China could be double the people of the little dinky city that I live in. I mean, that's insane to think about. And yet China is one of the largest communist nations in the world, but it also has one of the largest underground churches in the world. Um, And you can bet your bottom dollar that the Chinese believers there are praying and they're meeting and uh, there are more people coming to Christ as a result of the persecution there, Uh, which doesn't make it right. The persecution, of course, doesn't make it right. But it does give me, um, you know, if, if this was happening in America... Right. If all of a sudden all the churches in Little Spring Hill, Tennessee, uh, were being crushed and demolished, and my house was being ransacked, and and I was t- having all my religious, you know, stuff taken away, like my Bible and stuff, um, you know, that would that would definitely intensify my prayer life. I, I would I would say, um, and my dedication to Christ for sure. So, uh, China is communist. <laughs> the chinese exchange student well they could be socialist and communist i mean you know they the two go hand in hand um but anyway so it's just it's really sad uh, let's see if it is yeah let's see hi sylvia su lin came in uh i'm not sure what that means catch you all later okay military people tell me where homosexuality is rampant in muslim countries Um well, it is, but you know the they also murder and hang them in Muslim countries uh as well, which you know that's Islam for you yeah uh, from, they stone people there too,
1: yeah, from uh other military reports I've seen from inside the military, apparently um you know men on boys is pretty common in the Middle East. Especially those of uh, of some stature, men of stature. And anyway, terrible stuff.
0: Yeah. But. Speaking of terrible stuff, unfortunately the weather in North Carolina um, and all that big storm was uh, taking place last couple of days. I don't watch the news, so I actually honestly was just really surprised when I was looking at some of the news online about it. Uh, I found this article. It was linked over on the Drudge Report. Titled "North Carolina Woman or Woman Saves 18 Soaked and Shaking Dogs," I'm a pet lover, so this caught my eye. Uh, it says here at a glance, a North Carolina woman save 18 dogs trapped in a flooded home. Volunteers, pastors—you know those evil people—pastors. Yeah, the Coast Guard and even journalists have helped rescue animals in the wake of Florence. It says here. Uh, A North Carolina woman saved 18 dogs in the wake of Florence with the help of family and friends. The dog's liberator, April Casey of Seven Springs, was on her way to help a friend rescue cats when she came to a flooded road in Kinston. It was there that she heard the barking and whimpering she couldn't ignore. The, The sounds appeared to be coming from a flooded house. With the help of her family, a jet ski, and some John boats on loan from others who joined the effort according to the newspaper casey was able to save 18 soaked and shaking dogs from the tops of pens and kennels and beneath a flooded staircase the operation took 90 minutes and of course you can see the the dog the one little dog oh he's so cute uh it appeared that the owners believed they had left their pets on high ground 10 of the 18 dogs have been reunited with their owners which is good news casey took the rest to the local fire department While state officials in the Carolinas are closely monitoring the human death toll from Hurricane Florence, it is doubtful that we'll ever know how many animals' lives some beloved pets the storm has taken. Florence's historic rainfall and dangerous flooding have left countless animals in danger, and locals are stepping up to the challenge of rescuing and reuniting animals with their human families. A Richland's pastor is reportedly out in his boat searching homes and floodwaters for dogs and cats. The Coast Guard and even journalists covering the storm have lent a hand in animal rescues. Um, You know, and I think it's important to mention that because, uh, you know, because as Anne would say, animals are people too. They're not. Animals are not. The value of an animal life isn't a human life. Jesus didn't die for the animals of the world. He died for humans. Um, But he did give us animals to tend and take care of and to be, you know, the... The boss of yeah that's why I decided not to feed my dog yet because <laughs> I think you know what you're gonna sit there and whimper and and beg and plead for your food I ain't gonna feed you for another hour just to let you know I'm the boss of you not the other way around <laughs> I know I'm kind of mean huh? um but uh yeah I my heart goes out to animal lovers especially those who you know, they wish that they could do something and they can't. I mean, that's one of the things I, I I worried when I wasn't at my house this weekend with my animals. You know, just how how are they doing? And after we came home on Saturday night, my dog Grover just jumped in my lap and he wouldn't leave my lap for like almost it was well over an hour. And he's usually he's usually in Bearface's lap. So um, so for him to be in my lap, he missed me a lot because we were gone like two whole days at the conference. But Anyway. So what do you think, Bearface?
1: Well, I think it's Where is
0: uh, the energy in the room? We need some hearts. Come on, get us some oxygen, people. Give us some energy. Mm. Tap that screen. Show us you're awake. I'm kind of feeling the fizzle here.
1: Well this it's is gonna Monday. be very energetic, but yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those tough things in natural disasters. Definitely human yeah. life is is far more valuable. Uh, you know, is made in the image of God and with with an eternal uh, soul, human life is much more valuable than animals and and to have to make that sacrifice, like it said in the article, the owners thought they had left them higher ground. Well, they... They probably did. Yeah, they probably did and they probably tried to find their owners and came to lower ground looking for them and got trapped maybe. I know. But, but yeah, you can't take them. I remember... um, Thanks for the heart back in uh, SoCal during a, an evacuation for a fire that was near my home. Uh, it was voluntary evacuation where I was at, but just not, but um, half a mile away it was a mandatory evacuation. There was, uh, and it was in a somewhat on the edges of, uh, you know, suburbia, there's rural, there's horse property and stuff on the edge. And there was one property that had horses that they were taking down this sort of a uh, back road, and they didn't have you know enough they had like one horse trailer and several horses, and so anyway, and just you know just having to walk out as many horses as they can just by lead them out walking and and take them to where who knows um, so you know when you're dealing with dogs and cats and stuff like that and flood waters, and yeah it's it's Tough. One of some of the hardest photos I remember seeing from the uh tsunami, uh the the big one that um you know, um hit the um south almost like the Indian Ocean. But anyway, um some many years ago, um it was just saw photos of of, of dogs and just at their destroyed homes just kind of waiting for the owners who lost their lives and anyway it's so
0: hard and you know i actually saw an article talking about animals that somebody posted about what happens in the last last minutes of a dog's life you know and how some people now i don't know how many people would of you would do this but i would never do this i would never take my dog to the vet to have him put down and leave it I would be there. I would hold its paw until it's gone, until he dies or she dies. And we did that with, with, with Liberty. Did we do it with anybody else? Well, fortunately, we haven't had to do it with anybody else. We did it with our cat, but that was long. Cats, cats don't have the same. Cats, I can understand. You know, people want to leave them. <laughs> I, I, and before you get mad, okay, just saying, before you get mad if you're a cat lover, I have had a cat literally since I was about 19 years old, okay, and I'm not almost. Not the same cat. I'm al- I'm, almost 50.
1: But you've had cats, at least one cat in all that time.
0: Yes, yeah, so, but I'm yeah, I can, it. but I, I love my, I couldn't even put my cat down. He had to die on his own. I couldn't do it, but.
1: An, an update from uh, weather.com, they're saying that Hurricane Florence has killed at least 20. And the Carolinas during his rainy siege. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's the flooding is is the big thing.
0: Yeah. Well, that, there's an article over on ABC30.com titled, Churchgoers Gather for Song and Prayer Outside Grocery Store During Hurricane Florence. Uh, it says here, Members of the White, of Wrightsville Beach Baptist Church gather together for song and prayer despite being unable to enter their church building due to Florence. Uh, and it says here, ABC 11 reporter Anna Rivera stopped by a Harris Teeter with her crew to grab some coffee when she noticed a group of people gathered outside of the store. Turns out they were all members of the Wrightsville Beach Baptist Church. The group was unable to get into the church, so instead they gathered in a circle and began to sing and pray. And in the midst of the storm, we find peace. There are folks around here who are literally standing with us who have houses on the beach, vehicles destroyed, houses destroyed, and yet they're here worshiping with us as the church's pastor. And that is awesome. See, and you know, do you know here, do you know that it's not the atheists that are helping rescue dogs, and it's not the atheists and the the activists and other communities out there? doing all the good works it's always believers just so you know so you know the the media seems to only focus on church people in good light when they are they're actually doing the one rescuing uh and all that so just a thought Hmm.
1: um
0: also there is um i think that's it governor
1: roy cooper said in a monday afternoon news conference that more than 2600 people and 300 animals have been rescued from the flooding statewide.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing.
1: I, I think this would well, we've got like six minutes left, but yeah, go ahead. Wouldn't be a good time to pray for those in the Carolinas? Good idea. I know there are other things going on around the world, other natural disasters and things like that, and maybe think, well, why don't you pray for those? Well, when I become aware of them, I do. Uh, This one is close to home here, within driving distance, really, and so. And my aunt
0: lives in that area. Mm. I happen to know she's in New York, though, so I'm happy about that. I don't know how her house is. About four hundred fifty
1: thousand homes and businesses remain without power in North Carolina. All right, let's pray. father god uh, we come to you with praise and thanksgiving for who you are uh, and give thanks in all things not for all things but we know that you are a very present help in time of trouble according to your word and um though the waters rage lord your word tells us in psalm 46 that we should not be shaken uh because because of your presence um father we pray that those of, Facing the threats of these flood waters and uh, the contamination that comes with flood waters, and all the complications, lack of power, lack of food, being stranded—all these things, Father God, we do pray for quick resolution. But we also pray for these uh, folks affected that they would draw be drawn close to you. They would choose to draw near to you, as they see uh, the. The fragility, the fragileness of of temporal things, the things of the earth. And uh, they will learn to value eternal things uh, more. And we pray for divine encounters with uh, those being rescued and the rescuers. Uh, Lord, that uh, their faith may be encouraged and you might be glorified. Through all this, Lord, only help us to be uh, more thankful for the things you give us better stewards of them and lord to be more cognizant of how uh, fragile this life really is and how temporal and lord help us to uh, fix our eyes on things above where messiah christ is seated at your right hand thank you praise you commit these people and these situations to you in the name of yeshua messiah
0: Yes. I think we should listen to this. Remember, Randall did this song, he wrote this, he arranged it. Well, he didn't write the song, but he arranged it. It is Well With My Soul, arranged by producer, super hot, hunky husband, Randall Pandal Bearface, Harp. go, people. All right, so that is It Is Well With My Souls, arranged by my husband, Randall, Pendle Bearface, harp. And that concludes this episode of Bible News Radio. I want to let you know I have tweeted a Zoom link out on my Bible News Radio Twitter account. I am currently sitting in my Zoom room. If anybody wants to come in here after the show, and I can pray with you. Uh, I would, I'd like to minister to you in that way. And also we would like to talk to you a little bit about legal shield and ID shield, how you can become involved in this awesome company and, uh, you know, earn some money for Christmas, uh, start a side, side gig yourself, get, get yourself protected, learn more about the opportunity. This is a Christian, uh, company. It was founded by Christians and, uh, the majority of the people that are in it are believers, um so i'd love for you to become a part of my team and uh, join me so go to my twitter at bible news radio on twitter just go there the zoom link has been tweeted just go to my page you can find it click on it join me here i'll be available for a little bit after the show and tomorrow we shall return yeah we will uh at the same time four o'clock central time and um i look forward to talking to you remember be bold people Stand up. Stand up, even if you are scared. Stand up. And go with God, because He loves you. He really, really does. And the world will tell you otherwise. Naysayers will tell you otherwise. But the cross that Jesus died on for you is evidence that He did. So go and be His ambassador. And I'll see some of you, hopefully, in Zoom right after the show. I'll see you later.